0: You're listening to Pod the Vibe, the new deeper learning podcast series.
1: Good morning. Hello, Don. How are you?
2: Good, good. What about you?
1: I'm fine. Well, I have to inform everyone that today our episode is traveling away, far away from Greece. And it's traveling to Dublin Ireland, because we have a special guest coming from the DL family. So welcome yes. to the to pop the Vibe.
2: Okay, thank you for having me. How
1: are you? (laughs) I'm
2: good, I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for having me.
1: I'm very happy that we finally got to to talk uh, because I know that you are one of the the pillars of of DL. Um, And uh, I would like to talk to you about something today that you actually communicated, which is, you know, this concept of teaching to emancipate. Uh, yes. So, uh, before we I start the question, tell me the question. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I mean, what are you doing
3: there?
2: <laughs> so yeah, so I'm studying. Uh, I'm doing an MPhil uh, in Irish writing, which is Irish literature written in English, uh, because there is a whole thing here about Irish, the Irish language as well, which is Gaelic, but it's Irish literature li- written in English. And we're focusing particularly on important figures of modernism, like Joyce and Beckett. So this is what I'm doing here uh, in Dublin. Uh, And of course, right now I'm I'm working online uh, this year uh, because, of course, I can't be in Athens.
1: So you do have lessons with your DL classes, but online?
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's uh that's a challenge we had to face during COVID as well. But it's not necessarily always a challenge. It's an opportunity to do some like some different things uh when you when you're like working online. Uh, so it's uh it's it's still a little bit uh difficult for students to accept post COVID that they have to do online lessons, but it depends on how you approach it as well.
1: That's true. And um, I also agree with you because, you know, I believe that um, this uh, this challenge that you're mentioning um, has actually opened up new opportunities and new ideas as far as the teaching. Even the online concept, you know, it might seem to, to a lot of people that might seem like, you know, steal something out of the out of the ordinary it's something you know extra challenging and difficult and so on but i believe that it has given a new a new perspective as far as the teaching uh, is concerned and new also a lot of uh, different um, opportunities to for everybody involved in the learning process to do whatever they like for example Uh, You are a teacher, but you're also a learner, so you might want to travel to another country and uh, not, you know, interrupt everything because of teaching. And we all know that if teachers and students are happy, then the lesson is going to be much more um, positive and uh, good for everyone.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Okay, so uh, what about um, the topic that you suggested, teaching uh, to emancipate? Exactly how is that achieved through uh, the DL teaching approach?
2: Okay, so the most important thing um, and the reason why I I wanted to communicate this is that you have to, at least in my opinion, subvert the traditional role of the teacher to teach to emancipate. And let let me try to explain what I mean by that. The first thing that, like, that students expect from a teacher is to be the one that knows. And this is something that the DL approach tr- actively tries to undermine. We are not the ones that know, we are the ones that enable, and that is completely different. And from my experience, uh accepting uncertainty because teachers usually don't know they pretend that they know and they the less they know the more they pretend but that's another story and um, uh, when you accept uncertainty uh, it becomes liberating for students because now they can they feel that they can discuss what they uh, what is troubling them because the confusion that a teenager feels in reality, is the confusion that an adult feels as well, but they are not allowed because of the role of someone who knows, which is quite funny for me, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, they are not allowed to express that confusion and to try and navigate around it because we are living in a very in an increasingly complicated world and this confusion will not go away. Uh, so this is one thing. And the other thing is that, you need you need to take a you need to take a critical approach. and DL is a critical approach. And what I mean by that, so for example, I'll give the example of my topic last year. Last year, I talked about revolutions. The first thing I told them, and this is even though I think I have a, quite a decent memory, I always had a problem with dates. And I think I had a problem with dates because they are they are like numbers without meaning. Uh, and I told them, okay, we don't need to know dates when we talk about history. What we need to understand so one thing lead, lead, leads into another. So we need to understand the chain. And then I told them, okay, let's talk about the French Revolution, for example. And the question I posed was, can peasants... Stand, start the revolution. Of course, I used sources. We used a lot of different things before getting to the question because you need to like to get the background to see like what the question is all about. And then I asked them, "Can did the peasants start the revolution?" And the question. And then I told them, and they said, "We we don't know what And them, I don't know as well, but let's see. So uh, this is this is these are the two key things like getting. Focusing on a critical approach and subverting the role of the teacher.
1: Well, uh, this is really interesting and you have given me, you you actually somehow covered my next question, which would be to give me one or two practical examples of how that works. And I'm really relieved that you actually talked about the numbers because I, I keep forgetting Uh, numbers and uh, you know I believe that I only have you know the the history I have it as a timeline within my mind the past the present and the future you know so (laughs) I don't focus on certain periods but I also focus on facts and I thought that this was somehow a kind of deficiency something didn't work uh, well with me so I'm really relieved that you're trying to 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 deliver that message to the kids so that they focus on what is really important. And I think that actually our brain knows a lot more than uh, than we think. So I believe that the filtering that it does, uh, it's, you know, just throwing useless information. It's not about memory. It's about what you consider necessary and what your whole system considers, you know, essential. For you to develop as a person the thinking skills and everything and your psychology and everything so yes it is it is actually teaching for uh, it, it it is emancipating i have to to admit that i can see that all the dl classes are really popular and uh there is a reason behind that yes so I yes think, I
2: think. yes i think so i think so and i think um again i will i would like to repeat the idea of like uh, to try and emancipate students is at the same time uh, to try and emancipate yourself like because i think that teachers are trapped in a concept that is uh that is very old fashioned and that and one that doesn't kind of kind of fit to the modern world and i think all you need to do is like show some intellectual honesty. For example, if we are teaching things that students can learn with a Google search, then we're leading them into boredom because they say, okay, and what is that? I can just Google that. And of course, if you just say um, a date, for example, history, history can be a good example because history usually most students hate history when they told them we're going to talk about revolutions and i explained them and they were like oh my god they were, they were like no no this was going to be terrible and i told them just give me a chance and this i think this shows how like all those old-fashioned approach approaches both when it comes to language and to other subjects like history and i think Language and history are not that far away in reality, um, especially in the way they're they're taught. Uh, like, make students want to be as far away from them as possible. When in reality, if you teach them in a way that respects their intelligence, that treats them with equity, which is really, really important. So not as someone who is above them and tries to force language or history into them, they start to say okay this is about my life what can i learn to like take life into my own hands which is and something that um that is absolutely important for a teenager and it's and it feels that no one is allowing them to do this so i think this is like the concept of emancipation is one that is a reciproc no sorry that it's one that like uh, is about both parties the student and the teacher, it's a relief for us as well to accept that we don't know and that we don't need to force this, this kind of like approach of knowing the students.
1: The know it alls yes, of course. Well, uh, let's go for this concept, John, let's emancipate then, Uh, uh, let's do whatever the the best we can as far as the students are concerned and Uh, For those who are still a little bit, you know, doubtful, uh, we will have the student's voice uh, following your ideas. So, I will check you out. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> joking. You know, the teacher in me usually speaks.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, check me out. Of course, of course. I need to speak less and we need to hear the students now. Yes, Thank, you. You're right. Thank you. Thank
1: you very much for yeah. your ideas and your bright, uh, you know, the bright ideas that actually generated this uh, revolutionary concept. You're teaching revolution through a revolutionary approach as well, which is it's it's it really sounds very interesting and intriguing so uh lots of kisses to ireland and dublin and to you too and take care of yourself whatever you do thank you
2: thank you thank you bye
1: kids now. It is a pleasure to have uh, students invited in our podcast and uh, I'm starting with uh, what's your name my dear?
0: My name is Sotiris.
1: Welcome Sotiris to Pod the Vibe. Um, Thank you. So, um, you are part of the DL classes, correct?
0: Yeah, it's my yes. second year of DL classes.
1: Good. How have you been experiencing your DL classes? What is different compared to your school or other uh, language school approaches? Uh,
0: Well, so far, it's been a pleasant experience. And what I think uh, makes uh, DL distinct uh, and puts it aside of the other, puts it aside of school and different approaches in different environments, Is the way it doesn't rely on memorization. I mean, as you can see in schools, memorization has been a big part of it throughout the whole, throughout the years. And in DL, I think it strikes for a more uh, free approach to kind of uh, let the repetition that is needed to happen for the Uh, Kids to actually memorize something happen to happen freely at their own will without having them to force to repeat things over and over again in order to memorize something. That puts it aside for me. Wow.
1: How old are you, Sotiris?
0: I'm 14 right now.
1: Wow. I mean, the way you speak, it's like talking with uh, a grown-up, which is a silly, actually, comparison to make because... Uh, you know, being a grown-up doesn't uh, prove any kind of higher uh, intellect, but, you know, we have, we are used to say so, because um, the way you speak, it's like, you know, um, um, being a native speaker, and it's like uh, having real fluency as far as your English is concerned, Um I'm amazed at your answer. And it's an excellent uh, perspective, what you have just mentioned. Um, And, okay, I wanted to ask you about identities. Um, How do you feel your own identity is expressed or developed or even respected uh, in your DL class?
0: Well, I mean, everyone has its unique identity. And in DL classes, we usually take a specific theme and expand it upon throughout the years. And throughout different experiences, experiments and different uh, things we do and activities in the lessons. uh, It's it's very logical for you for the for our personalities to stand up. It is also uh, Uh, Since the DL lessons uh, allow you to express your personality freely, like if there isn't any kind of, uh, if you say a joke or something, they're not going to punish you. There isn't any punishment. Correct. So, and uh, because uh, most of the times we participate in DL classes with friends, it's very easy for our identity and personality to stand up and for us to express.
1: Super. So you feel that it is respected and it's um it's worth attending such classes, especially as far as identity issues are concerned, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Good. Now I have with us here. We have with with us another girl. Her name is uh, uh, Kira. Welcome, Kira. Can you hear us?
3: Yes, I can hear you. Hi.
1: Hello, how are you Kira today? How was your Friday? Was it a difficult one?
3: Um, no, it was just like every other Friday.
1: Okay, how old are you, my dear?
3: I'm 15.
1: Good, excellent. And you're also a student in the DL classes? Um, so I would like you, I would like to go on the conversation, uh, with identities and I would like you to tell me if you feel that your own identity is respected generally in the world today.
3: Um, so as a woman, I no, I don't think that I'm being respected by the world. Um, we have so so far to go, even though we've done some things to make it better, um, we haven't made it um, perfect yet.
0: Uh-huh. And you give like some examples from your perspective, um.
1: First of all, being a woman, you mentioned, is something that uh, you feel yeah, is,
0: is not is, actually there be, respected. There must be some examples, right? Like if you say that women are, uh, don't, uh, aren't being treated uh, properly in the society, which is an argument, uh, which is a respectful argument, but you should give some examples about it and explain why such thing happens. Because in my opinion, there's like everyone can be uh, treated improperly and has been shown throughout the years. Um, I don't think
3: that everyone is being respected. I'm talking about women or immigrants.
0: Um, yeah, But we're saying exactly the exactly same thing. Like I'm saying, that everyone can be and un- can be treated improperly. When women are getting
3: paid less than men in the world, it's not it's not equality.
0: Yeah, but how? What you say differs to what I'm saying. I'm saying that everyone can be treated improperly. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, but she um, uh, but talking
1: um, I will I would like to to interfere here just a little bit because she's talking, you know, as a woman right now, so she's one of the of the groups that are actually accepting accepting signs of inequality in the world. Um, so I think that what Kira is trying to do is to communicate her own um, let's say her own opinion and her own view. Uh, And the feelings that are created through that kind of, uh, um, you know, lack of respect sometimes.
3: Yes, also in uh, people don't want women to talk about feminism. Mm -hmm. They think something bad, something that has to do with um, men being treated uh, like trash, which is not which is not true. Feminism is about equality.
1: Yes, uh, about equality in every in every aspect of the world. Okay, it's not only about women. It's about uh, fairly treating everyone.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, so there is nothing to disagree on here. <laughs>
1: Nice, Satiris. So, um, if I may ask you, uh, I would like to ask both of you actually, what is your, mes- your message for grown ups? I mean, the teachers, the parents, and generally about teenage identity.
0: Okay, who should. Who should Kira, so, you, yeah, can, you start can start. you can start, and Kira will go on. All okay. right. So, my message is that they shouldn't, they should definitely interfere to their teenagers' lives. They should guide them and help them. They should also let them free, but they shouldn't do either one thing or another. They shouldn't let them completely free or completely interfere in their lives. Because we can see in many incidents, letting them completely free has ended the, in disasters while also uh, interfering them in the whole life has also ended in very bad ways. So I believe something in the middle is the better solution.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Excellent, Keta?
0: Um, I would say, um,
3: I would tell them to listen more and speak less <laughs> because they make their pro- problems bigger than anyone else's. They don't want to hear their children's problems because they think that just because their problems are bigger and
0: more important
3: um their children don't have problems at all
0: isn't that though a super specific opinion or approach like what your uh, we are covering a specific uh part of uh, parents and grown ups who don't and your opinion is right don't get me wrong like what you're saying actually has a point. There are such grown-ups who uh, interfere as much and think of themselves as better, but I don't believe everyone is like that. Hopefully. I believe there's no. Of not. But I think that most of them.
3: Hopefully, yeah,
0: hopefully, not is
3: everyone thing? is
0: like
1: that.
0: I don't think we can say with confidence uh, that most of them do like. I don't think that's a statistic we have experimented on. Um,
1: uh, so Tiri, how would you change the world today? Are there any points that you would like to be changed and stress them out right here, right I mean, now?
0: I mean, like I would leave the economy as it is. I think uh, being having a free economy is uh, very productive for the world, but I believe and uh, what I will say is actually a very risky opinion mm-hmm. that I'm not entirely entitled to, but I believe uh, uh, making the tax uh, system transparent is allowing us to see where our taxes go and how are they it so we can have a better opinion to different uh, and different approaches in. The way we choose what government we will vote, so we can see how our money is actually getting spent.
1: Um, I see your point, Sotiris, uh, mm-hmm. and I would like to ask uh, something more. Um, maybe Kira could answer that to me. S- since we have talked about uh, um, um, identities and the world and so on, Sotiris has mentioned a few things that he would like to see changed within this world uh how, what would you change what would you do to change education today i mean what would you like to see changed as far as your education is concerned
3: um i think that um schools should start uh using and talking about stuff that children find interesting so that they can express their feelings um, as they want without being pressured. Um, Yeah, I don't know, something else.
0: Can I put my opinion on that? Yes, of course, you can say. Okay, so I totally agree with uh, the point uh, Kira made about uh, reducing pressure, but I believe the way to approach that better and change it isn't via changing the lessons. I believe some of the lessons are actually pretty important and shouldn't be changed. I think the grading system is the thing that can change and the way it affects our yeah. life. Like I believe the grading system is what uh, gives pressure to the kids, not uh, the lessons themselves, but the fear of not being a uh, qualified after the lessons. Mm -hmm.
1: So you believe that um, the content is not uh, is not the problem, the content that you're being taught. You believe that the process uh, of assessment and also the psychological part uh, is to blame for uh, this the situation that all the kids, most of the kids, at least that I know always complain about schools.
0: I mean, if we go to specific situations, we definitely can find content that is not uh, exciting or needed. Uh-huh. But once we're talking about general education, I believe you're right about it. And we can see that with different uh, lessons like art, which is a lesson that I believe should be uh, uh, needed in uh, our in our education system, because art is very important for psychology and calming and maybe expressing sometimes. Mm -hmm. However, being graded at art in the end of the year and fearing that it can interfere to your uh, total grade, I think that's a part that can uh, be changed.
1: Excellent. Well, my dears, Kira, would you like to add something or are you covered with uh, everything that we have uh, talked about uh, as so far?
3: Um, I definitely agree. Good. And I could say that maybe Greek schools could use um, deeper learning and change everything.
1: Oh, nice. That's a good suggestion, I think. So, I was really happy to to talk with you two. Uh, It was an excellent uh, Friday afternoon for me because your views are always enlightening, innovating and also um, I I receive a lot of uh, hopeful vibes when I talk with kids uh, of your intellect, of your um perspective of your views and i'm i'm really i feel like i'm becoming a better person when i have the chance to communicate with people like you
0: i think we appreciate along with having us to
1: so good, it's goodbye from me, uh, log, in, uh, log on Spotify and try to find the, the episode, it will be aired uh, within a while, within a, f- a few hours, and we hope we will have you and your friends as listeners, and uh, that you will love this initiative of the DL schools to have a new podcast aired. Have a lovely evening, you too, and I hope I will have the chance to talk with you again uh, at some point in the future.
0: Goodbye. Bye.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening to Pod the Vibe. We really hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks of the DL education approach. As always, you can visit our Spotify channel, you can sign up, Follow us and never miss an episode.
4: That's all for today, folks. See you next time. I was reading some errands and I got to thinking that I thought Maybe I'd get less stressed if I was tested less like all of these debutantes Smiling for miles in pink dresses and high heels and white yards But I'm not Baby, I'm not No, I'm not That I'm not I've been tearing around in my fucking account 24-7, Sylvia Platt Don't ask if I'm happy, you know that I'm not But at best I can say I'm not sad Cause hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have 15-year dances, church basement romances, yeah, I've got Spilling my guts with the Bowery bumps is the only love I've ever known Except for the stage, which I also call home when I'm not Serving up God in a burnt coffee pot for the triad Hello, it's the most famous woman you know on the iPad Calling from beyond the grave, I just wanna say hi dad I've been tearing up town in my fucking white gown Like a god down his path Shaking my ass is the only thing that's got this black narcissist off my back. She couldn't care less, and I never cared more. So there's no more to say about that. Except hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. Hope is a dangerous thing For a woman with my past There's a new revolution A loud evolution That I saw Born of confusion And quiet collusion Of which mostly I've known A modern day woman with a weak constitution cause I've got Monsters still under my bed that I could never fight off A gatekeeper carelessly dropping the keys on my nights off I've been tearing around in my fucking nightgown 24-7 Sylvia Plath Writing in blood on your walls Cause the ink in my pen don't look good in my pie. They write that I'm happy They know that I'm not But at best you can see I'm not sad But hope is a dangerous thing For a woman like me to have, hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. Yeah.